0: Hey, a few weeks ago on my Instagram, I shared an amazing little testimonial slash review slash win from one of my students inside the six-figure business map. It was Natalia Na and she is a fantasy boudoir photographer and she shared that in her second year of business, she turned over six hundred and thirty thousand dollars which blew a lot of people's minds it definitely sparked up some conversations inside my Instagram direct messages with some haters hating on me saying that's impossible you could never do that as an artist as a creative you can never make that much money they've done the numbers everything else and then the other side of the camp all saying that they got inspired they can't believe when they see numbers like that and they want to hear the story they want to hear from Natalie herself so I've got her on the show today and we have a pretty in-depth conversation on how did she make that much money in her second year of business, strategies that she used and things like that. And I think her mindset is just so incredible and I think you're going to learn a lot from this. So make sure you stay to the end as well. She gives some absolute gold, especially going towards the end of the interview. And it's really simple mindset shifts that we can utilize in our business, in our social media Uh, strategies and things like that for us to to be able to hit new heights in our business. I also ask her if she thinks it's possible to hit a million dollars in her business as a photographer, just working by herself. She has no team or anything and she does answer at the end, which is absolutely sweet. So I want you to dive in and listen to all of that. Now, before we get into today's interview, I want to ask if you would like to work with me. So if you want the opportunity to work with me throughout this year, this is the first time that I'm opening, opening up my coaching program, the six figure business map for the year. And it's almost already sold out because we've had a pre-sale going these last couple of weeks. So that's incredible. I'm going to have, I'm going to be welcoming so many new people into, into what we're doing. So today actually it's open depending on when you're listening but the 13th of February it's open and I'm also running a little workshop called pricing with purpose it's only nine dollars and if you want to join that it goes over three days I'm going to show you how you can make big money and big impacts just like a lot of my students here that are doing big numbers amazing things doing it by themselves creating work without the burnout and without pushing away all their clients and everything else so two ways to work with me if you would like the nine dollar option pricing with purpose, let's uh, rebuild your business, your pricing, let's reset, rebuild and then scale what you're doing and then of course we've got the coaching program, the six figure business map where I will help out all creative entrepreneurs on what is business for them, how can they understand it, marketing, pricing, sales, productivity, everything else so you have a sustainable business that loves you as much as you love it. So head over to sixfigurebusinessmap.com, find the details and um, let's get into today's interview. Hey, so I'm speaking here with Natalia. Uh, She is a Melbourne, I would say Melbourne boudoir fantasy fantasy photographer is what it says on your um, Instagram account. You're inside the six-figure business map. So I've had the pleasure to work with you. You are doing big things. And what caught my attention is you did a post not too long ago and you showed everybody that you made $630,000 in your second year of business. Is that right?
1: Super crazy. But yes, I'm still pinching myself. Very it's surreal. A, it's
0: amazing. And I've had so many messages since. People saying like, can you please get her on the podcast? I want to hear what Nat did to get there and and everything else. Also, I think like... One thing is like a lot of wedding photographers make a lot of money, but you don't actually see too many photographers in many other fields doing it. So I'm really excited to talk to you today and unpack your success and what you did. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Yeah, sure. So, hello, everyone. I am Natalia. Thank you so much for for listening to this. You are listening on the podcast. And as Jayaz has mentioned, I specialize in intimate portraits, particularly in boudoir, and also in fantasy portraits. That's me.
0: That's so exciting! And how long ago did you join the uh, business map?
1: Last year, I think mid last year.
0: Well, but tell me before you started, where were you at in your business, and why did you join?
1: Yeah. So with everything that has been going on in melbourne throwback well, a little throwback to 2020 it was the year of lockdowns so a very exciting very spicy down here in melbourne and um yeah like Before I was doing, well, before I decided to do boudoir, I was actually doing small, intimate, like, weddings, a lot of events. But I knew that it wasn't for me long-term because my health just couldn't, yeah, it wouldn't allow me to, to do long hours. So I decided, well, I didn't decide yet back then. I just thought to myself, oh, maybe, you know, I can just you know, focus and specialize in doing like portraits, having like a little studio and then see how it goes. But, you know, it's always like the push and pull, like, oh, about weddings and events, is my bread and butter? Will I be okay? You know, those thoughts before starting, as we all have probably um, gone through before. And um, COVID happened, lockdowns happened. And I thought, well, I'll take this as a sign and lockdowns happen. So no weddings, no events, no in-person, well, yeah, like in-person real life, like events. Everything was mostly online by that time. And I thought, well, now that no one's doing weddings, I can just focus on my studio work. And yeah, just experimenting with more um, portraits and experimenting with my boudoir styles and eventually came up to... You know, like, experimenting with the fantasy side of things and learn a lot of things along the way. And I thought when I found you, Jai, um, I've been following you for like years, and I thought, oh, well, you know what? Like, I wanted to take my business to the next level, see if there's anything that I can, um, you know, learn from you, which is heaps. And um, yeah, just work worker on my, ma- my mindset. And yeah, and then here we are.
0: You know, one of the hardest things that people struggle with when they, especially when they sort of first start out is actually finding a niche and niching down. And it seems to me that you like made big sacrifices with sort of getting rid of your event side of things, maybe stopping a lot of things that paid you a lot of money at the time. And then you went all in on niching down. So how did that feel for you? Did you have to overcome any kind of mindset blocks or anything for that?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. I still remember when I first started, I was a shoot and burner. And it was just like, I think I was offering like a couple hundred dollars for I don't know how many photos that I was giving. And then I discovered the world of IPS, which is short for in person sales. And that just changed my whole mindset about how photographs are valued and also like what you know, getting to know what my clients are after and niching down to really hone in on on that and offering what people want. And um, it's very, very scary. I still remember having to hype myself. Like one day I will get a client who will pay me $1,000 for taking their photos. And that was my goal. That was my sole goal. Like initially a hundred, oh no, not a hundred, a um, thousand, just $1,000. I was like, oh my goodness, like who's going to pay for that much? And wow. um yeah
0: and then so once Crazy. you did get a thousand dollars what happened
1: yeah and then at that point i was like oh okay this is doable and then that whole mindset shift started to change and then started wow. like accelerating at that point and then i thought well numbers are just numbers i always i'm a huge um advocate of just hyping myself up in a way that like, if that person can do it, so can I. Mm. Um, so since high school, I always had that mindset. Well, if that photographer can can do that, I can do so as well. Like we're both humans. And then 1,000 became 3,000, 5,000. I still remember I was so excited for my $6,000 sale that I was like very, very jittery at the end of the session with the client. I was like, ah, 6,000, what do you mean? And then 6,000 became 10,000, 10,000 becomes 15, 15 becomes 22. And I was like, what is going on? Um, Yeah. So to me, it's like, okay, numbers, numbers and mindset work.
0: That's really good because it sounds like, you know, you're sort of aiming for that first 1000 and a lot of people get stuck where they believe what they deserve, what they're worth. And a lot of the times, like it's not their business blocks. It's a money block. And so it sounds like you sort of let go of the money block and just said, Hey, there's just numbers and I'm providing a service. And then things just kept flowing for you and moving upwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I still remember when I was aiming for that $1,000 sale, I keep telling myself, well, if I give a lot for peanuts, people are not going to appreciate it or they're not going to value it I still Mm. remember thinking to myself making that comparison between buying a bag in Kmart versus I don't know like Dior and which one would you appreciate more value more take care of more like well I don't want to be like a Kmart bag I want to be like a luxury kind of like you know photographer brand and just serving my clients the best that I can. And I thought one way of doing that is by charging appropriately because then people value what they they pay for.
0: So you made a conscious decision to make sure that you are a little bit more expensive and then that allowed you to give a better service and then that allowed you to keep scaling up your business. Is that right?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I know that I would rather work with one client rather than working with 10, hundred dollar clients and burning myself out in the process. So Mm. allowing, well, uh, for me, charging more allows me to serve them better. Weird. I know it's like the weirdest thing, but when it works, it really works.
0: It does. Um, How long ago was this first $1,000 sale?
1: That was the end of 2020. So I started doing, delving into IPS, into boudoir throughout 2020. And then at the end of 2020 was when I hit that first $1,000 sale. And that was also when Melbourne just reopened again.
0: Mm. Sort of. From there, 2021. Another lockdown. Yeah. And then so the next year, 2021, is when you did your biggest sale ever.
1: Yeah. So, well, would be 2022, 2021 was when I was experimenting with pricing and yeah. working a lot on that money mindset. Like, okay, like numbers are just numbers. They're not scary. Well, that's what I told myself mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to be okay. And then just increasing to the point where like, okay, I'm pretty happy with what I'm charging now. And yep. Yeah, so it's a whole two years of experimenting.
0: It sounds like you got a very open and growth mindset. And you're ready to learn and you also got a resourceful mindset. So you're looking around, you joined my course. Um, I can see that you're hungry to learn some more stuff, like especially around about business as well. So did you know much about business just a few years ago?
1: Um, yes and no. I've always been intrigued with the business world since I was a young, um, like a younger girl back in high school. I was selling, you know, like snacks in like our senior store way back in high school, fun times. And um, to me, business is like a game. It's like a game of how do I get X amount of money from that specific bank account to my bank account? So just think of it that way. And um, yeah, just treating (laughs) it like that. That is
0: so cool. I love that. You know, a lot of, and this is sort of generalizing a little bit and it's going to get a little bit more controversial, but a lot of female photographers and artists, a lot of the times they feel like they're, they're unworthy of charging as much as men or even more. Um, They're unworthy of having big success and things like that for yourself. Did you ever have any kind of doubts like that, especially in the business world of like making more money? Or were you always just like, this is the thing that I'm doing and I'm going after it and everyone get out of my way.
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much that. Like I've, I thought to myself, I've got nothing to lose. Like, and I, I now was aware and still am aware of that, you know, like female photographers or creatives or business owners, we tend to feel bad about charging, but I yeah. thought, well, I'll be the first to charge a shit ton more than like male photographers and I'm going to yes. do well with it. So yeah, so that was like my motivation of just, I guess, being quote, quote, the first, but also proving firstly myself wrong that, yes, I can do these things. Yes, I'm capable of doing X amount of things with the support of the community around me.
0: So amazing. And it's amazing seeing you show up like that and, and actually show in the world. And I think it's so important. I have had a few discussions lately with some of my mentees, and I can see sometimes like you can really hold yourself back thinking, One, you could thinking like, well, maybe I don't deserve it. Uh, I don't know business that well. My niche might be not the right thing. I'm too niche. Like so many different things. And I feel like you've broken so many barriers. And that's why it's important for you to share your story because there is literally so many layers to what you have done, which is incredible.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. I think one of the biggest driving factors was... um, really my desire like back in uni i've always wanted and still want to um to create a social enterprise where i create like a business that focuses on you know helping people creating jobs and things like that and um i wanted to exercise that like being charitable and generous so i thought well if i want to help the people around me i will need to support myself That's one in order for me to support other people, whether that be emotionally, financially or in other ways possible. And Mm -hmm. as sad as it is, like the world that we live in, we need money in order to, to do things. So I thought, well, I'm not coming from a selfish kind of like way because eventually I would want to help other people. So I don't really feel bad per se in terms of charging a lot or too much
0: love that mindset. You know, I always say it's um if you can make money it's selfish not doing it because there's so many people out there that don't know how to do it and there's so many people that need help. And yeah. if it's in the right hands it means you can do the right things, you can hire the right people, you can create opportunities 100%. and so many other things. So it's so important that um if you are actually wanting to change the world or change the world around you, if that's your community or whatever it is, then it's your responsibility to make some money and so you can support yourself and support the family and support the community.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Preach louder for the people at the back. I love, I
0: that. love it. Um, so tell me, let's dive in a little bit. Um, I know that you've probably used some strategies from the business map, plus some of your own strategies and everything else. How did you make six hundred and thirty thousand dollars? What do you think was like maybe a couple of the biggest factors for you that you know that helped you achieve that big success?
1: Oh I would have well the biggest thing I would say it would be mindset again I know it, it might sound like oh woo but yeah I think mindset really really it's, it's a huge game changer for me and what you always say, Jai, like do not make excuses. If anything goes wrong, you just ask yourself, what did I do wrong instead of pointing at other people, you know, like things like that. And really honing in on the client experience because like they are the ones who come to me, they want my work and they want to be photographed by me and there is no bigger honored than just being part of someone's empowerment and like self-love journey and Mm. you know like the least that I can do for them is showing up and like what you say like just showing up and do the work and serve them as the best 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 way that um that you can and I think you know like Treating people right and treating the way that they desire to be treated and getting to know what they truly want out of this experience is not just I want like some cute, sexy pictures of myself, but really tapping into what they really, really want has been a huge thing for me.
0: It's such a game changer and you know everyone that I know everyone that I talk to that's had big success they always say the first thing straight away it's it's mindset man because there's so many things that hold me back and I always knew that I had it all inside me but the second that I just unlocked it and I went out there and I did the work regardless if it was going to work out or uh, regardless if I was going to fail and have a few losses along the way I did it anyway and you know you always end up with big rewards because of that reason the second thing is like just to unpack that there is like you came from a place of service so it's not how can I take more money off all my clients. It's how can I give so much more back to my clients so they feel seen, feel understood, feel heard, and everything else. And I think too often we think that showing up for our clients like that with that much energy is going to lead to burnout or it's going to, we're going to feel undervalued and underpaid and things like that. But really, you need to show up like that for all your clients because if you show up like that, the world has a, an amazing way of rewarding you back.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I still remember the times where my big sale clients, they're in a way, weirdly enough, very, very eager to throw me more money. It's like, here, take it. I just want all these photos. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? This is crazy. But they were the ones who really appreciate that and that energy exchange of them seeing themselves in a way that they've never seen before. And then it makes me feel like, oh, dang, like the work that I do, it's a life changing thing is, mm-hmm. you know, like it has the ability to change people's lives. And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, like one of the things that keep me from giving up is just thinking about my client's reaction and just, yeah, them sharing with me their stories of how they feel very much more confident or empowered and all the fuzzy, warm things.
0: Wow. Can, can I like share something with all that, that you just said as well?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, like I love sales, right? And I'm always talking about sales. And one of the things I always preach is like, you've got to be so sold on what you sell because otherwise, otherwise it's dishonest Mm -hmm. and people will see through it and it's inauthentic, authentic and everything else. And even just hearing you speak the way that you speak about your services, it's like you are so sold on what you do. So there's no wonder that everybody wants to pay you and get you back and get those photos from you. Because, of course, if someone's sold and someone's got conviction and they believe in what they have, then selling your services is really easy. I love it.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, you know, I think it's um in our creative business mindset, it's really important to, you know, sometimes just shift away from the focus on selling. because. I think we're not actually doing that. It's like what you said, we're just giving what they want. And then in exchange, we just happen to get some dollars out of it. Um, And I think simplifying that really takes the pressure off from, oh, I need to sell, I need to get a higher sale, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, Because when you come again, like with what you've been, Preaching and teaching what you sell as what is the product of your conviction, what you love and what you want to do for them, not the other way around. So much of that.
0: Yeah, you know, and too many people put their goal in the wrong place and they say, like, my biggest goal is to make the biggest sale. But when you meet the most successful people, they're like, My biggest goal is to help my clients and then like do the best that I can. And the byproduct is always the money and it's always the sale. Mm-hmm. And so you never want to chase the byproduct of the thing. It's like you want to do the thing and allow to be rewarded by the byproduct, which is in general, it's money. Yeah. Have you got another big tip for us?
1: I think doing something that you really, really want. Um, you know, sometimes we have all these thoughts about, oh, maybe I should do this or, oh, maybe I should do that. But then we never had the guts to, or we, it 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 will take us a very long time to convince ourselves like, oh, maybe I should do that and really actually putting the work into it. And I still remember, when I first started doing boudoir, I got bored of it really, really quick in um, 2020 when I was, you know, creating my portfolio and refining my portfolio and things like that. And I thought, well, this is not fun. This is just, you know a body that happens to be showing a little bit more skin. Like that was how I I saw it. And, but that was what other people are doing. And I thought, well, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. This looks like everyone else's work and I'm not enjoying the process. And then I came to the realization where I thought to myself, well, this is my business. I can do whatever the heck I want and then just roll with it. And then hopefully people would like this. And then that is the time where I incorporated more of like the fantasy, the goddess kind of like style that I'm quite known for. And people like that. People really like that. And I thought, well, if I didn't, you know, do it, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am today. And yeah, so I think really offering that point of differentiation and really like what you really, really, really want to try and do, And then, yeah. And then it shows because I have a lot more fun doing that than just, you know, like the typical kind of minimal boudoir, like the typical sense of like the boudoir, like the sexy pigs kind of um, style.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. I'm actually looking at all your work right now and it's so beautiful and it's, So you've already leaned into like doing exactly the way that you want to do it, which means you're standing out from everybody else, but having the courage and confidence in yourself to trust your own thread. And I think that's really strong. You know, so often we look around and I see this all the time, um, especially in our community of photographers, but people always say like, oh, but everyone in my area offers this and everyone in my area does that and everyone in my area. So I need to do the same. And I can see what you've done is like, I know what everybody does and it doesn't excite me. And so for me, I'm going to do this and it's totally different and that's okay. And because of that reason, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're getting a lot of attention for your work and you're attracting the right people that love what you do. And of course, those people are going to pay you for your services.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, there was a moment of conviction that I remember very clearly. And um, my partner, he said, "It's like, why are you doing what other people are doing? You're not going to stand out." And I'm like, "It felt like I was smacked in the head really, really hard." I'm like, mm. "Well, you're you're right. <laughs> my work did me. look like everyone else." And that was that was a very humbling moment for me because, am I am I truly serving my clients if I look like everyone else? And I told myself, "Like, okay, well, I've I've tried this. Let's." try another thing. And if it doesn't work out, at least I've tried. And that's all that matters.
0: I love that so much. I really feel like, you know, bringing the fantasy boudoir thing together, does it create a lot of fun for your clients in the photo shoot itself?
1: Oh, yes. Heck yes. That would tell me so many of my clients say, oh my goodness, like they trust me enough to just say, Natalia, you can do whatever you want. And that sounded like music in my ears because then that is when I get to make to be the most creative and you know try out different ideas and bring out different props and just have fun with them. And then it turns out like the the process, it's so much fun. And then the end results would be different. Like although I've been doing this you know, a lot of times with different clients, but then the end result always feels different. And it's not just mm. like a cookie cutter kind of like set that I get to like offer them. And yeah, heaps of fun.
0: You're creating with them. Mm. Huh?
1: Yeah. It's That's a, so cool. It takes two to tango.
0: <laughs> um, how about like, you know, for the exponential growth, what platforms and how did you get yourself out there as much as possible?
1: The biggest one would be TikTok. TikTok, when I started to post, you know, behind the scenes and videos that I haven't been, been living rent-free on my phone for the longest time, not seeing the light of day. <laughs> um, and I thought, oh, I'll just post cool it on does. TikTok. What's the worst? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, like, what's, what's the worst that can happen? And then one of them... Um, Went viral, and I thought, well, this is a very, very easy way of getting noticed without having to put too much, you know, um, like energy, time, or money into it, because it's it's a free platform, and um, it was tapping onto my target market that was already on TikTok. So Mm. reaching them is so much easier than reaching them through Instagram, because then they might not know my work. They a lot of them they didn't even know that I exist. Even the ones who knew that I exist, initially thought that I'm in the States. Um, and then they were very, very shocked that I'm down here in Australia. And yeah, so TikTok, TikTok, huge thing. And um, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, that's my two two big ones.
0: So do you get most of your work from TikTok?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say like a 95% would be from TikTok.
0: Yeah. well, And are you like, you know, quote or unquote, Following a TikTok strategy, or are you literally just creating and seeing what happens, and then putting it out there, and then rinse and repeat?
1: Winging it every single time. My rule when it comes to TikTok, well, I'm I call myself a lazy TikToker because I just can't be bothered spending too much time on another platform. So my rule of thumb is um, I would only post. Well, not only post. I would aim to post a um, a video when I'm doing something else so say if i'm on the tram then I'm like okay i know that it's a very specific block of time Mm -hmm. i need to push one or two content save this as drop and then post it at a different time or if i'm you know like okay this might be tmi but a lot of photographers that i've shared this with they they know me and um you know if you're doing number one and number two you always have your phone and Push one content, that's it. Like you can't spend too much time on that. Yeah. And I found like the ones that I don't really care about, they tend to do really, really well. And then the ones that I care about, that, hey. so much time creating, it 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 flops. So I'm like, mm, okay, well, shortest time, least amount of um like energy time possible. Just just post it out there.
0: You know, like there's so many people that overanalyze their own content and obsess over it and then it never sees a lot of day and then they never post because it's never good enough. And then for yourself is you're literally just creating something, posting it, then doing it again the next day and doing it again. And then you can get big success just by letting go like that. Yeah.
1: Because then like I realized, like eventually I realized it's a numbers game. And um, my clients have never seen this kind of work before. So this is all new for them. To me, it's Mm -hmm. like, eh, what else? You know, like I've seen this like day in, day out. But for them, it's like, ooh, what is this new thing? Let me just binge on the content. And then to them, it's like, ooh, what is this new world of boudoir fantasy?
0: Such a good mindset to have, you know, and even um, it doesn't matter what type of photographer you are or what niche you are in as a creative, often we can get so sick and tired and think that everybody is off the work that we create and the niche that we're in. But your clients, a lot of the times have never seen it before or they haven't dived in and like followed a lot of people just like you. So they're so excited every time you post a piece of content and that's why they want to see behind the scenes and they want to see you doing your thing and how comfortable your clients seem and of course the finished product and everything else. And so tapping into that, you've really been able to um, obviously extend uh, your business all over the world, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And, um, yeah, really like, I guess when it comes to getting ourselves out of our mind, you know, like, oh, this is not perfect or it needs to be perfect or it needs to be a certain way, your audience are, you know, they follow you because they like you, like they want to know you. And if they're looking for a wedding photographer, they wouldn't be following every single person in your state or in your area and analyzing every single one. The Mm -hmm. most would be probably like three, five, 10, Yeah. Think about like, if you have a birthday, you're looking for a birthday cake, you're not going to stalk like a hundred bakers and bakeries out there. You're going to be so tired. You're probably going to check out three to five and then you make your decision. Um, Yeah. And then usually you obsess over your favorite one
0: and like show everybody like, oh my God, check out this person. They're the best in the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If they like you, they like you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I love that so much. So you put yourself out there onto TikTok and then you started creating content. And then did you just have a call to action to like a contact page or how did you ask people to work with you from TikTok? So I know for a lot of people, they always say like, oh, it's all good to get viral on there, but no one ever signs up or pays for anything. And there's a lot of limiting beliefs around that platform. So can you tell me the process that you follow?
1: Yeah. So It might be a little bit different than what people think, like in traditionally of what TikTok is there for and what it can do for them. My approach to TikTok is like investing. I'm in it for the long-term game. A lot of my clients that would be following me for a year to two years before they book with me. And my goal with TikTok is just for, it's solely for them to know me. And then Mm. if they like me enough, they'll be stalking my Instagram, my website. And then I will just chill around. I will hang around. I will suss me out for a little bit more. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You can sit there, just watch what I'm doing. And then (laughs) rinse and repeat. And when they're ready and when they they want to invest in a photo shoot with me, they're normally like the biggest, like the the higher spending clients because they know the value of what I can give Mm. them and they're willing to pay for that. So that's actually the, best kind of clients that I want like the ones who have been there for a year or two just stalking sitting there they're like "Mm, yeah give me those clients any day so it's not so much book me now Um, I'd rather them chill around see what I'm doing and then when you're ready at your own time you'll come to me Um, well they'll come to me and um, yeah and then it just makes the process so much easier for for me to quote, quote sell because they're pretty much sold themselves at that point
0: Yeah, I just want to highlight something there, something that you just said, like you're in it for the long haul. And I think so often people think of social media as like, I didn't get any likes on my last post. And they're so Mm -hmm. in it for the instant gratification over building an actual brand and being able to reach more people for a long time. So there's not many people that do that. But a good example is, I mean, when we first jumped on this podcast, you literally said, I've been following you for years, Jai, before I even signed up Mm -hmm. to your thing. And so often I see people give up after the first month or two months or three months or one year or two years because they feel like no one wants what they want or what they're offering or um, no one's going to buy from them. No one's going to sign up. No one's going to book them for a photo shoot or whatever it is. But you've got to keep showing up, don't you? And you've got to keep serving your clients regardless if they're paying or not.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah that's that's it um 100% right there it's it's a long run and if you're not showing up every day how are how are your clients going to show up for you one day yeah, you never they, know what day it is really, that they
0: need to show they want you as well yeah
1: yeah yeah so you just got to be ready you just got to be ready and welcome them with open arms when they're ready which is always the most so exciting much. part
0: yeah i think this is like to all the listeners out there this is like a really big piece of gold right here that you you better be listening to and you better act on because it's so important for us to have this mindset around social media and our presence in general for our businesses. Yes, the internet changes fast. So does social media platforms and things like that. But your business needs to continue to provide a service and remind your clients and the people out there that follow you that you're in business, you're ready to work whenever they are ready.
1: Yeah. It's a long journey. It's it's a hard journey. Like I'm not going to lie. It's not always unicorns and rainbows but you know whenever I'm in the dumps of I oh, this is hard I just want to give up <laughs> give me a nine-to-five and then stem myself out of it and I ask and I tell myself like if it's easy everyone will be doing it but the fact that not mm-hmm. everyone's doing it means that I'm doing at least I'm doing something and yeah so having that honest really really honest conversation with yourself like am I in this because I want it like now, now, now. Am I wanting that instant gratification now or am I working for future me, future Jai, future Natalia, future whoever, whatever your name is.
0: I love Um, that. Yeah. Hey, I never made as much money as you did in your first year of business. And you are such a better business owner than I am. You've done it so much faster. You've been able to make more money, serve more people and do so much more, have more reach than I ever imagined. And for me as a coach, like that's so important because I um, teach people where I got to. And the most rewarding thing for me is to see people surpass where I am and what I've ever done. So you have literally done that. And that makes me so happy. Did you do it? Did you have to hire a team? Did you have to uh, have a VA? Like, Did you have people that helped you? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well... Thank you. One, firstly, it's, oh my gosh, my heart. Um, No, 98% of it would, I'm, I'm a one woman show. I had a trial, a couple of VAs in the past that unfortunately didn't quite work out because of um, work commitments, which is fine. So most of it would be with myself in terms of the operations, Well, with the good old CRMs, couldn't live without them. And yeah, and really like the support of the community, I think that's the also like a key factor in... For having like me being in where I am today, because I think without the support of my family or my partner or the the people who just support me being there along the way, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be, I'll be here today.
0: That's incredible. Do you see your your business right now? Do you can hit a million dollars in one year in your business? Do you think that's possible for your business?
1: Anything is possible if you put your mind onto it. So yeah, like if you can do it, so can I, Jai?
0: You're amazing. It's so amazing. You know, even like, even on my Instagram, I shared your posts of where you made 630,000 and literally the amount of messages that I get, because I do have like a lot of sort of random haters that want to hate on me to prove me wrong or whatever it is. But they all got into my DM saying, that's impossible. This is the mass. There's no way that they could do it and everything. And I obviously never get back to those people because I'm like, "Mm, haters are going to hate. But it's interesting how it's impossible for someone else that doesn't believe that it's possible for them. And for you, like you thought and you knew that it was possible for you. And and even saying like your business could potentially earn a million dollars in one year sometime in the future, you're even open to that. And it means that you probably... And I would say definitely we'll do that and hit those milestones. Do you think, is, is that a goal for you on the horizon? Like what is the future for you? I know you're only early on in your business, but I know you're excited and you're ready to sort of keep growing, keep expanding. So tell me about some of your unrealistic goals.
1: Yeah, I think, oh, well, firstly, amen to that. But um, yeah, like with where I'm at now, um, a little bit on the personal side of things. So I grew up in a very you know, like Asian household. What I grew up with, it's pretty much like you need to do well in school. You need to go to a good university, take all those jobs, meet some cute, nice guys, settle down, have kids and die. Um, and now I thought, well, that is very depressing. Surely life is not just that way. But I Initially in my first year um, or three years of, of business, I thought, well, if I, if I earn a lot of money, that means I'm going to feel successful. I'm going to be like mm. a whole different human being. And I remember when I hit my first 250K, I thought I'm a changed woman, but then I was just sitting at my dining table, feeling the same, eating the same. Nothing actually the
0: same changes, thing. does it? <laughs> I
1: like, oh, well what is what is this amazing life that people seem to quote, quote, know of and yeah like when i've hit that financial um goal that i crave for and i wanted now it became less and i know i i say this out of like a place of privilege of like where you know like being even being able to to say this but you know like it's to the point where money doesn't sustain my soul anymore and yeah that's you know, like money's great. Like, don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, it will allow me to, to do more things, help more people and things like that. Like if it happens, amazing. But I think for this year and for the near future, it's not so much of a goal because that is a personal goal that I take. I done that. I've done that. I know I can do it. I can do all like bigger things now. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of really doing all the things that I've, said to myself one day because the way that I want to live and aim to live and try to live is I always think if okay if tomorrow I'm on my deathbed morbid I know but um if tomorrow I'm on my deathbed what are the things that I would definitely regret not doing if I don't do it today and I think that's the the kind of thing that well the kind of way that I want to be living life so if one day I thought well I want I want to hit a million dollars and yeah and then have that as a to-do list in life then I'll I'll do that but yeah so just picking off that that list of all the one days and the what-ifs and the whatnots. Yeah, so it's more personal things for me now
0: I love that so much. And like earning a little bit more money allows you to like think like that as well, because you go from like trying to survive to actually thriving and it's a whole new part of life. And it allows you to grow so much more because you have so much more freedom and things like that. And you are absolutely right. Like I even remember when my business like hit a million dollars and I was like sitting there eating cereal going like, so what's changed? (laughs) Nothing. And people always ask me, like, "Joe, what's it like? Like, you know, having a million dollars or earning that much. And I'm like, um, well... (laughs) Uh, I don't think anything's ever changed, to be honest. Like, I'm still yeah. eating some two minute noodles when I want to. Like, nothing really is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find it yeah, so fascinating. That's it.
1: That's it. It's
0: human they also say, I think um, the
1: expectations are weird.
0: Yes. They also say you have, um, diminished returns on happiness with money as well. So, if you hit, for instance, um, your first $1,000 booking, which you did, the amount of happiness that brings you is massive. And then Mm. after it gets to about 100,000, I think it's just a little bit over, then it no longer has that same effect. And so it just becomes like a number and it gets bigger and bigger and it's just a number. Um, But that first 1,000, the first 10,000, the first 100,000, it's like blows your mind. And it's like, oh my God, I've achieved something. And you feel so happy about it and everything else, which is so cool.
1: Yeah. I feel really, really blessed to be able to experience that like quite early on as well. So then... Mm. Yeah, like now my focus is very much like, okay, how do I really impact lives and wanting to get into like the education side of things and really empowering you know like photographers photographers like me other boudoir photographers or just creatives in general of hey like you can earn like a good you know like a good income doing this like no more of the notion of a starving artist because uh, no mm-hmm. that is i refuse um for that label to be to be upon creatives because we have so much to give to the world and it's yeah it's 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 worth a pretty penny.
0: That's so good. Hey, do you want to leave us with any last words of wisdom to anyone that's out there that, that's basically you three years ago that's thinking, I want to niche down, I want to, I want to follow my heart, create the thing that I want to create, but I'm not sure if it's going to work out.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, but the one thing that if you The one thing that I want you to, like, well, I guess, take out from from this whole podcast is, you know, put that blunders on and just focus on what future you want. Write down a list of future and then, you know, you put your name, future Natalia wants X, Y, Z, and then work towards that. Doesn't matter what other people are doing. Just focus on what you want, like, really, truly, and then just go for it. Go crazy. Like, we only live once. You've got one shot in this lifetime to do the things that you want.
0: Love that so much, Natalia. Um, where can we find you so we can go find your work and say hello? Do you mind if we drop, drop in and into your um, Instagram DMs maybe and say hello?
1: Yeah, for sure. Open open DMs. Feel free to pop me, slide into my DMs. The website, Instagram, TikTok is just Natalia Na, N-double-A at the end. Um, and yeah, it should be in, in the title. So yeah, Natalia Na, natalia na.com.
0: Thank you so much, Natalia. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks, thank you so much for being part of the business map and for being in the community with us and inspiring everybody as well. Like your story definitely made waves and I'm excited that so many people are going to hear this episode today. They're going to be inspired by what you're doing and um, and I'm thankful that we crossed paths. So thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have a the most wonderful day ahead. Hey, Make Your Breakers. Want to streamline your audible dose of inspiration, motivation, and creative biz insights with a custom playlist made just for you? Um, was that a yes, please? Kicking our arses into gear, sifting through all of Make Your Break's episodes to date. Yep, we're talking all 200 plus episodes. We've meticulously curated some banging playlists just for for you we want to help you to make that break asap so whether you're a newbie or have listened to every episode a million times jump into the show notes and check out the little something something we whipped up to generate your very own custom playlist